0: Thank you. Thank you. You're way too, thank you. I see you guys out there. You've got, you're great. Anyway, we have in the sponsor Opportunity Green Room, John Bradshaw-Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer, and King Gift A. Baylou, who's now acting allegedly as executive producer of this program. They are preparing diligently, because if you look at the Your Company Name Here slate, we have a full show, including the great George Hook once again. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in John and Gift. Guys, 29-19-3. and three. The three came on. Uh, the tie, of course, between the point spread and Samoa and Chile. It was a 33-point spread in favor of Samoa, and the final score was 43-10. to 10. With that, we were very good. And, John, in Rugby World Cup picks, you
1: were 6-1-1. Take a bow, John slam the football no no i'm not no no when jesse owens won the 100 meters in 1936 you know what he did he went to the locker room and took off his cleats he was afraid
0: for his life that's why he did it
1: no no he did it to stand up a bad person same the way that me and the king stand up you bam
2: boom (laughs) <laughs> Gift.
0: Gift. You were 3 4 and 1 in Rugby World Cup picks.
2: Hey, you know what? It's okay. It's okay because one of those losses was because I actually believed in Fiji to take out Australia. And Australia just got a lucky little uh, uh, 3 point try at the end. Lucky try that meant nothing. <laughs> Bam. Tell about the fact that you picked Australia. You I picked, picked Australia. Yikes.
0: You know why? Because I had 54 years of history on my side, and that mother Eddie Jones can't coach a wiffle ball team.
1: Oh. Hey, boy, you need you need, some, you need something for your mouth because that language was atrocious. We have Mister Hook coming atrocious. on here, and Stephen Lewis's mother watches this show, and she's a wonderful lady. She'd have a few things What's to say language? about Eddie Jones too. You're the one that bet with Eddie Jones, not the King and I. Oh, right. right?
0: And there's irony. The guys, their nose is so far up here, bam. They
1: could feel his tonsils. Who put their money behind him? Bam, boom. Bam.
0: <laughs> All right, we do have the order of business to get to on the wooden spoon and the walk of shame. Uh, management has compiled the stats. John, overall, you were 10-6-1. Very good. Gift, you were 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Uh, You made up for it uh, picking in the NPC. That was very good. You had a good week in the NPC. And yours truly was 11-5-1. John, you were second, so you don't get the wooden spoon and unfortunately gift you get the wooden spoon this week. Hey,
2: all the more to paddle with as we get closer to these games that matter. Paddle. That's right. Keep You keep paddling.
0: You keep getting that wooden spoon. And then we have the walk of shame. You guys are in the walk of shame together because you both turned your noses and played Brutus with your boy, Eddie Jones.
2: No, we didn't turn on Eddie Jones. We believe in the power of Fiji. Let's Players choose where they actually want to play. One of the most iconic moments in Madison Square Garden history
1: was Jimmy Superfly Snooker climbing to the top of the cage, diving off that cage on the dime Morocco. Bam! One, two, three. I don't know how many people it held, but about 100,000 people in history have said, oh, I was there. They weren't all there. because It holds about 18,000 people. But he you know where he's from? And his beautiful daughter Tamina is also from the island of Fiji. Same as Waisel Serevi, who's done so much. The greatest sevens player of all time. We love Fiji and all of our Fijian brothers.
0: Waseli Serevi, if you're that's referring what I just said. Okay, no, that's, Actually, not, what he said. But, okay, that's
2: not what he said. Okay, whatever. That's <laughs> not what he said. Don't
0: don't stick up for him. <laughs> don't stick up for him. All right. Congratulations to both of you in the walk
1: of shame. World Cup with Cerebi. Me and Gareth Noakes, my buddy from Wales. It's not Wales either. It's Wales. We were there. We know what it was. It was Wales versus South Africa. And I was with Cerebi and Gareth Noakes. Let's take a quick break
0: and welcome in George Hook after
1: this. Hey, G. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy.
0: If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back welcoming in Mr. George Hook once again. George, glad to have you.
1: Let's go! (laughs) This show is so much better with Mr. George. We should just let him have the show, and we shouldn't even do it.
0: Let's not get petty, John, because that's where you're going. George, let's get this going with you starting us off on what we learned in round two of the Rugby World Cup.
3: Well, what we've learned about uh, the latest round of the World Cup is there is now a diminishing number of people on the planet who can remember when rugby was a game in which you passed the ball. I would remind the historians amongst us that the game started at rugby school when William Webb Ellis, in defiance of the rules thereon, picked up the ball and ran with it. If William Webb Ellis picked up the ball and ran with it in France, God knows what might happen. We are now looking at the best teams in the world just kicking the ball. Australia, under pressure to lose under Fiji, needing seven points to get a bonus point. They kicked the ball seven times in a row. Now, what we are seeing here also is another diminishing group of people who can remember when England, Wales, and Australia could play rugby. They <laughs> don't play rugby anymore. Yeah, so Ooh. what we are now going to see is the demise of the game. And I'm actually serious Like, I'm not sure what killed off the dinosaur, but I'm pretty certain what killed off rugby in England, Wales, and Australia, it's the way the game is actually being played. Now, who will replace these? Very interesting. Tier 2 demonstrated that four years from now, it can be real contenders. What do you mean
0: by real contenders, George? Contending for the Cup? Well,
3: certainly England, Wales and Australia aren't going to be contending for the Cup in four years' time. It's quite possible. that rugby mightn't even exist in Australia, given the competition from rules and from soccer. It mightn't even exist. And so... England, despite having the largest number of players on the planet, they may not be any good. Now, Napoleon, can I bring you back Napoleon just for a second? Yes. They hired a new general. Did Napoleon say, is he good with forward planning or defence or attack? No. Napoleon said, is he lucky? He would have hired Bortwick. (laughs) <laughs> in a heartbeat for the Battle of Waterloo. Did you see the two tries they got against Japan? The first one, Japan had won the line out and somehow succeeded in giving the ball away to England. The second one, and they're going—they've got to bring in a new rule now, uh, in which heading the ball actually qualifies as a forward pass. Um. The try under the sticks by Courtney Laws was miraculous. So you're going to look at Japan as serious contenders in the future. You look at Fiji. Crucially, they lost their goal kicker at halftime, scrum half. They then missed two kicks of goal, which meant Australia got a, got a bonus point. That might be vital when we come to the end. Some I'm not so sure about Tonga always were and will continue to be the number three island nation. But one of them, Fiji, makes the quarterfinal. That's very important. Only
1: three teams can now win this tournament.
3: Which we kind of suspected
0: was going to happen in this setup, but
1: we didn't kind of suspect. We knew it was gonna happen. Mr. Ford told us the A and B groups got the champion in it. So we knew. But Mr. Ford told us? Mr. Hook, I'm confused with your boyfriend, George Ford, who you love so much. All all you were texting about was, hey, how great is George Ford? He's the greatest thing ever. You're going
0: to come on here and just blatantly lie. Go right ahead, but I'm going to call you You out on it. You
1: know how much you love George Ford. He does love him some England. Me and England
0: were like this.
1: I'll tell you what we learned. We learned that world rugby, to me, is an absolute disgrace. And I'll tell you why. You have a country like Fiji. This is a real story. You need these in tournaments. You need a Cinderella team that nobody expects. They can actually make the finals because of where they are located in the tournament. But you're looking at, say, France's back row. You're looking at Scotland's. Look at at, uh, Ireland's. I think that is an absolute disgrace to poach these guys from these island countries and take them to tier one countries, because all you're doing is making the tier one countries consistently better than everybody else. So you need to make a rule that if you go up from tier two, tier three to tier one, you have a longer time of naturalization. So maybe you take it from five years to 10 years, whatever it is. If you go down, that rule doesn't either doesn't exist or it's a much smaller rule. You gotta stop this recruiting from these guys. All you're doing is taking the great best players out of these countries, putting them on tier one countries, and decimating that would you say you're gonna grow the game? (laughs) Bullshit. You're not trying to grow the game. World rugby is only interested in making money off the tier one countries. They've consistently shown that time and time again, and they got to stop this poaching from smaller countries to tier one countries.
0: We just heard from the American version of George hook gift. Go ahead.
2: First and foremost, you Uruguay taught us that uh, everything that we have ever complained about at USA rugby, about our numbers, about our growth, about everything. Is complete and utter BS. We literally need none of the stuff that we've talked about to actually compete against the top nation. Not, not the C squad of a one-town uh, team. Uruguay taught us we can keep up, or we should have, but we simply are not doing it to ourselves. Number two, Fiji, I will disagree with one thing. It will be the first time I ever disagree with the champ. I don't think Fiji is a Cinderella team. It's just a team that's finally allowed to actually load up the way that they're supposed to. And you're seeing it because they are playing with a battery in their back. And we got to see the difference between a team that plays with a spirit and a team that simply just plays because they know how to. And lastly, I don't know what Ireland is. This next two weeks is the time that I'm actually going to see who Ireland truly is because – up to this point, they haven't played anybody yet. And Scotland and South Africa are actually going to determine whether they're going to go on to the next one or not.
0: But guess so, they have beaten those lesser teams the way they were supposed to beat them.
2: It just shows that you're supposed to beat teams you're supposed to. That's not going to take you over to the group stage. That just bolsters your points. But if you're going to beat South Africa, if they can beat South Africa, and actually, I'm actually going to say this. I don't know if they'll be able to beat Scotland, because Scotland's defense is something. So... I'm looking to see if Ireland actually shows up or did we just get the best whale inside the barrel?
1: Just because you knock out a tomato can, that does not make you Muhammad Ali. There we
2: go.
0: Love that analogy. George, I've learned that you are right. A lot of the time, and should li- we should listen to you. You were right about France versus New Zealand, and you were certainly right about South Africa's kicking woes this week when they had Faf come in off the bench to play fly half, where he actually facilitated some nice offensive play. But then when he kicked for post, he missed. So until Pollard's ready, South Africa's got to get that figured out. It's like they have no closer in baseball. Let's take a break and come back, and we'll ask Mr. Hook some questions and gain from his wisdom. We'll be right back. <laughs> cleats you need them tomorrow if you order today by 3 p.m new york time or noon la time they can have them to you tomorrow young old male female if you're playing on turf if you're playing on grass if you're playing in the rain you're playing in the heat they've got you covered rugbynow.com go there now and we are back and john was just bashing oklahoma and canada unfortunately yes i was
1: we need a wall between us and oklahoma to keep the okies out of the promised land and a wall of canada to keep canadians up there with their moose and their curling god bless texas
0: all right so let's see what we can gain in knowledge from mr hook john goes first
1: mr hook ireland south africa typical classic matchup they say matchups make fights at least in uh, heavyweight boxing it certainly does you've got the northern hemisphere of a tropical three yards in a cloud of dust as we used to say about college football and the Southern hemisphere about running and gunning and, and passing the ball a lot. You mentioned kicking. What style of rugby is going to end up winning through all this?
3: Sadly, um, the team that kicks the ball the most is gonna win. And France have kicked the ball as much as anybody, but they got a better PR organization. So people have noticed it as much. But South Africa, Ireland is your question. Razi Erasmus is suggesting that the splitter on the bench will be seven one. Wow. Seven forwards, one back. Now that means at half time, in effect, he's going to bring a different team on. Uh, so that's going to be difficult for Ireland. Because if you go back over the great history we had in the European Championship, the games we lost like Leinster in the final as recently as five months ago, we were beaten up by, by La Rochelle up front as precisely what South Africa are going to do. They're going to strangle Ireland. There's no point in thinking we're very good at getting the ball wide. We are. We might have the best back three in the championship, but if you don't get the ball, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, the way this game is going, it's going to be the bigger battalions. France and South Africa are just going to kick the manure out of their opponents, and that's sadly, where the game is going.
0: Well, George, you know, Mark's being out for the tournament for South Africa is a big blow. And Elizabeth has that shoulder issue. Do you think injuries will affect this Saturday's match?
3: I don't think injuries will affect this Saturday's match. Ultimately, injuries might well affect the destination of the trophy. I mean, it would be inconceivable that Ireland could win the World Cup. For instance, if Sexton at number 10 got hurt, uh, or France, if Andre DuPont at Scrum Half got hurt, or in the case of South Africa, if Andre Pollard, a later rival as he is, got hurt. I think South Africa comfortably, although Marx is a key player, they can, they can manage without it.
2: Gift. So I have... Really two questions. My first one is, do you feel that the difference in any population actually makes a difference to how well a team is supposed to play? Because it doesn't even feel like money now has become an issue.
3: The tier two nations, the only way they can compete is by actually playing better rugby. So the best rugby in this tournament has been played by Portugal or Chile, as uh, my uh, experts tell me, although forever for Irish people it will be Chile, but uh, Chile and (laughs) Portugal and Fiji, of course, are playing the game as I knew and loved. The game I knew and loved is not being played by New Zealand, uh, South Africa, uh, England particularly, and Wales, like England, were awful against Japan. Wales were awful against Samoa. If I was put, to put my tiny old age pension of $350 a week on on a winner, I think it would have to be South
2: Africa. The next one was, do you feel like uh, the reins in Ireland are acting as a metaphor for uh, what's to come uh, for the rest of this tournament for Ireland itself too?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, this draw has made a mess of the tournament. The latest news from World Rugby makes me want to just put the pillow over my head and die. Their new plan is, as you know, the scrum is nonsense, the way you put the board. The law still stands, crooked in the scrum, but doesn't exist. they got a new one, crooked in the line, actually. We're going to see it after the World Cup. If you throw the ball in crooked at the line out, but your opponents do not contest, it's not crooked. What kind of an Egypt dreamt up that? The Egypt is the Irish for the <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. You've already picked South Africa. Can Samoa beat Argentina?
3: No. I mean, Argentina are not going to play twice like they played before. Michael is too good for that. Argentina will beat some more. I think relatively comfortably. I think Argentina
1: will qualify out of that group. Does Wales end up beating Australia?
3: Yes. Wales will top the group, uh, and Fiji will come second, and Australia will fail to qualify. And Eddie Jones will then join uh, a list of people who have been massively... Uh,
0: Overhyped, I think, is the expression yeah, we're going N. for. Eddie
3: Jones has nothing to offer the game of rugby. Nothing.
0: Thank you, Mr. Hook, for coming on.
3: Yeah, okay. God bless. Take care.
0: We'll be right back after John Bradshaw Layfield and King Gipte Bailu lick their wounds after their man crush, Eddie Jones, just got bashed. Don't go away. From New York City comes America's longest running and most popular rugby show. The biggest names in Major League Rugby, MLR highlights, and big match previews. Rugby Wrap-Up presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. And we're back, and again, how great was it having Mr. Hook on with us once again?
1: That man is a fountain. A fountain that has no ending, no depth to it. All kinds deep as the freaking oceans of rugby and you ask him the most insane questions ever. In the interest of moving along and
0: sticking to the schedule, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you guys, okay? I just want to get the people their money. So let's get to the Watch your language, okay? Mama Lewis watches this show. In the NRL, and then there were four. You got Friday Night Lights, and Saturday, it's going to be rocking in Sydney. You've got the Storm versus the Panthers, and then the New Zealand Warriors coming in to face the Broncos of Brisbane. John, who do you like
1: Storm versus Panthers? This bottle was empty when we started this. you know why? Because the Broncos... They've been winning game after game after game, and I've been betting on them, and I'm betting on them again. Broncos.
0: But they're not in the Storm versus Panthers match, so who do you like in the Storm Storm versus versus
1: Panthers? I want the Broncos versus Warriors. I'm talking Broncos. I got a jar full of money and a cowboy hat on top of it. I want to talk Broncos. Okay, John, gift out of the Broncos
0: versus Warriors match, who do you like?
2: Man, I love me some Panthers. They are sleek, they are out there, and they are taking care of business. Look, like the storm might be blowing, but the Panthers are going to come scratching, and that's the right kind of cat you want to scratch. Bam!
0: So you got some cat, cat scratch. scratch fever. <laughs>
2: hey! <Ooh. laughs>
0: All right, I'll 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 land this, baby. I like the Panthers, and I like the Broncos. John, do you, you're not going to make a pick in the storm versus Panthers, Panthers match?
2: Panthers! And gift-
0: you're not making a pick in the Warriors versus Broncos. No, here
2: for the Broncos. They've been doing it all year.
0: All right, we're all with the Broncos and we're disrespecting the whole country of New Zealand in the process. Let's move to the NPC. Speaking of New Zealand, John, a little extra pressure on you this week because you were four and three in NPC picks. Gift and I were exceptional. How are you going to catch up to
1: us? What's your pick this week? You don't make simple math into trigonometry, okay? You just don't overthink things. Matt, you don't think things. You don't overthink things. You don't underthink things. You don't think. But what I'm going to tell you to do is what to do, and that is bet Wellington.
0: All right, I'm I'm not crazy about how you got there, but I think it's a good pick. Gift?
2: Hey, look, man, there's nothing like being in the center of the attention, and that means being the center of the country, which doesn't necessarily mean physically center, but can be the center of what that country needs, and that's Auckland. That's Auckland. And that Auckland team is looking to take itself over Taranaki this week.
0: I'm sticking with Canterbury over Tasman, and we're running out of time, but we got to get to the Rugby World Cup. Who do you like? in this round gift
2: wales australia this is going to be the third time they play each other in the stage final in this group stage in three world cups in a row and they're one and one so far australia is the favorite for some odd reason wales that red flag the dragon is about to blow fire on some wallabies
1: Okay, John. I am going to concur. Nigel Owens, the greatest referee of all time. He heard I had a program in Bermuda. He sent me a game jersey. He just got back from the Rugby World Cup to auction off, raised thousands of dollars. What a wonderful human being. He's from Wales. Gareth Noakes, my mate, is from Wales. Wales is going to boat race them boys is what they going to do. Go ahead and show up, Australia. Wales is waiting for you with the red dragon. Wales all the way.
0: All right, so I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to go with Portugal closing that gap on 15 and a half points versus Georgia. I like Portugal. I know they're going to be banged up after their heroic performance last week, but I think they're going to keep that closer than Georgia would like. Picks of the week gift. Go first.
2: South Africa over Ireland, simply because of the fact that I feel like South Africa is playing with absolute reckless abandon. And that is a different level of passion. They are willing to put their bodies on the line and break people. And once again, Saeed Kulisi is just playing on demon time.
1: John? Scotland got one of the terrible draws that Mr. Hook was talking about. However, this week they're going to take it out on Tonga. They are a good rugby team, a good rugby country. They're going to roll them boys.
0: I think that's a great pick. Scotland is a solid. I don't care. Rugby team. I don't
1: oh. care if you think it's a great pick. It's, I think it's a great pick. That's all that I need to know. I don't need justification from you.
0: You don't need justification from the all-time the rugby odds. Picks leader.
1: You you keep the ledger. It's like playing golf with somebody that cheats. If you got the pencil, you're the best.
0: When it's on air, it's like they come, it's like and they it's got in graphics, hey, it's well not what, cheating. What did you shoot? Plugs. Gift.
2: Hey, first one goes to Nigeria for getting eight in the Zimbabwe Olympic qualifiers. We jumped from 22 to 8. Thank you to Stephen Lewis. And then, of course, the Nigerian boys like Dr. Boom and uh, Freddie uh, Henry Ajua, Ajua, and the rest of them. And then, of course, as per usual, health enhanced foods, man. Help your gut health, help your mental health, help your body health to be able to get the right breads that you can have for the morning, the evening, and the afternoon because ain't nothing like a good, healthy food day.
1: John. Huge shout out to Stephen Lewis. Great job coaching Stephen Lewis. Mr. Lewis, when you left Matt McCarthy, in D.C., you became one of my heroes. (laughs) You were on Mount Olympus to me. I love you, Stephen Lewis. Big shout-out to the Stories of Briscoe and Bradshaw, all kinds of legends like Stephen Lewis, owner of our podcasts on all kinds of great stories. Check it out on YouTube. Matt's never been on it. King will be on it.
0: I second it. you got to check that out. It's great. Also, Mr. Hook's podcast, George Hook, talking Rugby World Cup. Just go to his Twitter handle, G Hook. And, of course, the world's best rugby pub, the Pig & Whistle in New York City on West 36th Street, best place to watch rugby specifically the rugby world cup on that note we are out of time i want to thank the wwe (laughs) hall of Famer john Bradshaw layfield king gift day who is now acting as executive producer of this show mr george hook who is absolutely great and thank you for tuning in please check out our other shows including mlr weekly the college rugby wrap-up hit that subscribe button on youtube please sign up for our weekly newsletter and please 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 join our american red cross blood donor team
1: Take 400.